Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in chapter 3. This chapter is entitled, John the Baptist Prepares the Way. Now, in the Gospel of Matthew, we don't get the background story on John the Baptist and his miraculous birth. We will read about that in the Gospel of Luke. That's actually chapter 1, verses 5 through 80. So we'll read the really in-depth account of John the Baptist um, when we get there to the Gospel of Luke. So for now, we're just going to pick up with his story and how he is preparing the way for Jesus. So it says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. And this is from Isaiah chapter 40. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the paths for him. Now this very thing is also spoken about by the prophet Malachi, and that is in chapter 3. So picking up in verse 4, it says, John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? So before we move on from here, let's look at who are the people that he's talking to. So it says the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So the Pharisees were a legalistic and separatist group, and they were basically uh, trying to keep the law, obviously hypocritically, but they were trying to keep the law of Moses and the unwritten quote-unquote traditions of the elders. So they were, of course, quite judgmental in the way that they uh, observed the people around them. Now, the Sadducees, they were more worldly, and they were politically minded. They were theologically unorthodox. Among other things, the Sadducees denied the resurrection, angels, and spirits. So John is saying to them, you brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Basically like that you've earned salvation through your genealogy alone. That you have to repent and be saved and receive Jesus. So it says, I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children. For Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. Now, in the other Gospels, they are also, it also says, when John the Baptist says that, it says, I'm not fit to untie or I'm not fit to remove. In this case, he says, I'm not fit to carry them. Either way, John is functioning in the understanding of humility and knowing that it is Jesus who's coming after him, that he is paving the way 
for Jesus. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So now picking up in verse 13, this is the baptism of Jesus. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. So Jesus understands that everything that was written about him has to be fulfilled. Everything that was written by the prophets, everything that was written in Psalms, everything foreshadowing who he is has to be fulfilled. And so John understands, okay, that is what we have to do. Now, a fuller version of this story is found in the Gospel of John, but let's see what is written here in the Gospel of Matthew. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my Son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And you will remember from the book of Genesis. In chapter 8, at the end of the time of the flood, you'll remember that Moses sent a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. It says, at first the dove could find no place to set his feet because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah and the ark. Noah reached out his hand and brought it back to himself. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove. And it says, it returned to him that evening. And there in his beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. So at this point, the earth had been baptized. And it was a dove that brought back an olive leaf, which was a symbol of peace. And it came and landed on the ark after the baptism. And here a dove comes and lands on Jesus after the baptism. Now moving on to chapter four, this chapter is entitled The Temptation of Jesus. And a lot of this can be found also in the Gospel of Mark in chapter one and in the Gospel of Luke in chapter four. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now, this is very similar and basically the fulfillment of the same experience that Moses went through when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, also Elijah, and also the 40 years that Israel was in the desert. So Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry. The tempter, of course, that's Satan, came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Obviously, he knew Jesus was hungry, so make the stones into bread. But Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And of course, he's quoting the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 3. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. 
for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone now here satan is quoting scripture he's quoting the book of psalms chapter 91 so really realize what that means satan is quoting the scripture but jesus answers him and of course he's quoting scripture as well he's quoting deuteronomy chapter 6 it is also written do not put the lord your god to the test again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor all this i will give you he said if you will bow down and worship me jesus said to him away from me satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only and that is from deuteronomy chapter 6 as well then the devil left him and angels came and attended him so after the temptation of christ angels came and attended him after the enemy did everything he could to try to get jesus to make a mistake or do something that was against the word of god jesus responds with the word of god and with truth so then picking up in verse 12 it says jesus now begins to preach when jesus heard that john had been put in prison and we find out later in chapter 14 why he's put in prison then he returned to galilee leaving nazareth he went and lived in capernaum which was by the lake in the area of zebulun and naphtali to fulfill what was said through the prophet isaiah land of zebulon and land of naphtali the way to the sea along the jordan galilee of the gentiles the people living in darkness have seen a great light and on those living in the land of the shadow of death a light has dawned and that's quoting isaiah chapter 9 from that time on jesus began to preach repent for the kingdom of heaven is near now the end of chapter 4 is the calling of the first disciples and that's when we get the story of jesus walking beside the sea of galilee he saw two brothers simon called peter and his brother andrew they were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen jesus said come follow me and i will make you fishers of men at once they left their nets and followed him going on from there he saw two other brothers james son of zebedee and his brother john they were in a boat with their father zebedee preparing their nets jesus called them and immediately they left their boat and their father and they followed him jesus went throughout galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people news about him spread all over syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases those suffering severe pain the demon possessed those having seizures and the paralyzed and he healed them large crowds from galilee the decapolis jerusalem judea and the region across the jordan followed him so at that time he's becoming well known and people are beginning to bring him people that need healed and of course he is teaching them about repentance and so we will end there in chapter four and pick up next time in the gospel of matthew in chapter five